and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 153. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. Dude, this week is the fucking E3 week. We have got all the crazy news, all the gaming news, Netflix news for some reason. It's not like movie and television news, it's just Netflix news. And it's, you know, been an interesting, what would you say, three, four years now of summers where... It's either E3 or the lack there of E3 causing some interesting, I guess, uh, void fillers to come in and put their content on. Yeah, and it's so interesting because we started this show back when E3 was still going on. So mm-hmm. we did experience covering an actual E3 week like at least once. I think it was and twice. Then, uh yeah, and then it just got real weird from there. And, like, the last couple of years have just been, like, a free-for-all for, like, everyone's doing a show. And it yeah. is exhausting. It was actually, uh, our show pretty much started with E3 for the most part. Like, in the, it was, like, I think after episode two, we're right, like, all right, yeah. E3 specials for everybody. And we were talking, it was the, it was when Forsaken came out. Or when they revealed Forsaken for Destiny. Oh, you're right. Yeah, and that's why the second Damn, one so long ago. we got uh, we got Shadowkeep in the second one, and then Beyond Light came out while we've been in you know quarantine and everything else. So it's been yeah, it's been really interesting just kind of seeing it all kind of play out. And we've seen like it started off with okay, no E three because it was all physical, and everyone's like, oh my god, what's gonna happen now? And you know Jeff Keighley's like, listen guys, I've got Summer Game Fest, and everyone's like, oh my god, and then IGN's like, listen, we have summer of gaming it's gonna be yeah. like two months long and you're like oh, no <laughs> what do you mean two months long and it we led... made literally a whole summer of gaming yeah i actually never want an entire summer of gaming ever again it was for sure the most just tiresome i've ever felt just listening to gaming news i've never been just so kind of fatigued by it before and you know they listened for the most part and then last year they came back and they made it more compact it was still a lot because it was like it was more compact for the most part but all of a sudden they're like hey we have all these different showcases still and a lot of them are pretty much all still here and so you know this year we've come back and they made sure to put it all in one week just one single week for the most part and it's still a lot of course so we're splitting this into two parts and we're not actually recording part two right now we're going to record that we're like today is uh what is it today is sunday the 12th of mm-hmm. june uh we're going to put this out tomorrow on the 13th on monday uh on tuesday the 14th we're going to record part two and we'll put that out on wednesday um but that's not all, of course. Uh, it's going to be kind of a crazy rest of the month. Like, actually, June's already kind of been a hell month. But uh, I guess 6-6, six, six, so, you know, the 6s of June yeah. makes sense. But uh, I'm going to be gone to Denver for, like, five days. And then I'm going, apparently, to fucking Disneyland and shit for, like, a week. Or going to L.A. for the most part for a week. Uh like less than a week after or about like literally one week after i think it's no that's like less than a week but uh yeah so i'll be gone and we're gonna pre-record episode 154 as well which will just be kind of featuring the bob's burgers movie and then other backlog stuff we've got to cover that we want to get through 
So that's going to be nice to just kind of pop through that. Uh, that'll actually be recorded right after this. And then we'll put that out next Monday. So that'll be like whatever. I don't remember what the day is for that day. I think it's the 20th. Yeah, so that'll, that'll go out on the 20th, all that pre-edited and everything else. And of course, you know, this is Sutra Side Talk. Uh, we talk what we've been playing, what we've been watching. And just to kind of give you guys a list of everything we're going to be covering today. Uh, we got multiple showcases, and we're going to kind of tackle them in this order. And in, uh, just a heads up, of course, for part one and part two of 153, it's all news. There is no, like, what we've been playing and watching. All that's going to be in 154, mm -hmm. uh, which normally we don't have, like, entire news episodes or episodes focused on news. It's usually because it's, like, it's this week or PlayStation has their showcase or Xbox bought Bethesda or, like, yeah. PlayStation bought Insomniac or Bungie. And, um... I don't know, Disney does their fucking insane Disney Plus day or some shit. Like, it's usually that kind of stuff that uh, makes us do that. But I think this is the only one, at least for the next couple months or so. Um, otherwise, uh, what we're covering in part one is going to be Netflix Geeked Week, Summer Game Fest, Day of the Devs, uh, the Devolver Digital Showcase or Devolver Direct. Uh, we're also covering IGN Expo, the Gorilla Collective 3.0, Wholesome Direct. Uh, what was the next one? Tribeca Games Spotlight. Uh, Future Games Show. And I believe that's everything for part one. There's some we're not covering at all. Just we went through them, tried to see if there was anything, didn't really get much. Some of these will be much shorter than others. Um, some I have actually nothing in. It might just be actually James with like one or two games or yeah. vice versa. He might not have anything and I might have like one or two. Uh, but others will be much more filled. Uh, but we're going to go through all of those. And needless to say, we pretty much eliminate, like, we're not going through every single game in all these showcases. We pretty much, like, eliminated to just what we really want to talk about and potentially even play. Uh, that we'd actually, like, fork down and buy these. Uh, many of them we're actually already putting on our Steam wish lists and whatnot. Uh It's going to be pretty much interesting. And uh, some of these games, of course, are in multiple showcases so when we talk about them the first time that's pretty much like kind of combining every single time we saw them in the other places and just putting them all into one and just eliminating them so we don't talk about them in the next showcase that we're like moving on to uh otherwise for part two uh it's gonna be a lot less numbers of showcases but i guess not necessarily bigger but it's just enough uh for sure it'll be xbox bethesda uh, their showcase, then their extended showcase that's actually on Tuesday, which is why we're yeah. I can't be... believe they have like supposedly three hours total of stuff to talk about over the lot over like this week. Yeah, um, and it was an hour and a half for this one. It was already a that's truck. the thing. Like, and we'll get to it when we get to that yeah. show. But I was not super impressed for most of it. Yeah, them. just to say it like it went from. Oh, I'm the anticipating this as the biggest thing of this like week. Yeah, to, dude, I was I... so excited. <laughs> whatever okay that was, I was on my something. phone most of the time just going like oh, i was legitimately falling yeah. asleep at one uh, two or three points i was like dozing off um but we'll have that the extended part of that uh the capcom showcase uh pc gaming show and possibly gorilla collective 3.5 if we find anything there that we want to talk about um but we'll have those uh potentially it could be some of the ones that were gonna supposed to talk to you for part one we're trying to put like a two-hour cap on part one so we don't go overboard so if there is like a it would potentially be like um 
future games show and maybe the Tribeca spotlight that get pushed, but odds are I don't think it'll come to that. I think we could fit this all in one episode. We'll see. Like, yeah. it seems like the, the things that we were talking about before the show that were on my list that aren't on yours, I could probably take just like two seconds for most of them. And yeah. like my, I, I definitely have more gorilla collective stuff than you, but all of them could be probably less than five minutes. Yeah, and I, th- I think the climbs will be Netflix Geek Week and Summer Game Fest. After that, it'll probably, it'll be kind of like a, you get up the hill and then now you're going just down the hill with the rest. So yeah, um, it, it shouldn't be too bad. But yeah, I guess without further ado, let's let's just hit right into it. And then, you know, if we have time after, uh, we'll talk a little bit, just, you know, everything else coming and whatnot. But uh, yeah, let's kick it right off with the Netflix Geek Week. So Geek Week was... Uh, it started last year where Netflix did like here, here's reveals of all our shit coming. That's all geeky and shit that we wanted to keep you guys subscribing for us and whatnot. And this year they categorized it in for all five days. Day one is live action series. Day two is uh, film. Day three is uh, animated shows. Day four is stranger things. Hellfire club. We skipped that completely. Yeah, that, that was so weird. Cause I was like, well, it's kind of cool that they actually were able to find like things to talk about for like a whole week and then like get two of the days or just like one thing each and just like oh not me maybe not <laughs> yeah no it's funny a lot of the shows they announced last year aren't even didn't even show up this one for like a lot of the game properties too weird um if you notice like splinter cell far cry blood dragon all that, a bunch of other stuff like that oh yeah huh yeah there was there was a bunch uh, but yeah, so uh, day five was games, which was a combo of mobile games that are on Netflix. And then, of course, shows based off of games, uh, which it's funny. It's like games based off shows that they have and then shows based off games that they know about or whatever. Um, but yeah, so we'll be covering days one through three and five. Uh, but starting off with day one was the series. And the ones that were of interest starting off was uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosity. Now, this is like an anthology, I believe, like an eight-episode anthology series. Each episode yeah. is directed by a, a different person from various movies from like Babadook. Um, I think they said fucking Twilight, uh, among oh, a bunch real? of yeah. others. Yeah, but they're like all these different directors that might do horror and other things. And it's full anthology. Each one will be completely different than the other. And, you know, the cast will be completely different. Everything about it's going to be completely different, but it's all under like Guillermo del Toro's idea of like, yo, let's do horror. And one thing that kept Guillermo del Toro is honestly probably, I think I'm pretty sure he's in my top five favorite directors. I would uh, probably yeah. say. He's one of the, the directors where like, if I hear he's got a new project coming, I am immediately excited. Yeah. It's like, I really, I, I just haven't watched his newest movie. I just remembered. I still have to watch that. Even like the shape of water. I'm not usually into romance movies, but that one I was like, damn this one got me <laughs> yeah i'm like shit you know i never actually thought i'd enjoy watching a movie where you fuck the fish you know what i'm saying like it's weird you can dude. get it ape sapien <laughs> uh, oh it really was just like yo it was ape, sapien. ape sapien had sex with woman uh, <laughs> that's how i learned uh, english <laughs> yeah but uh county of curiosities look really cool i'm pumped for it i don't think they gave a they said it's coming this year they didn't say when mm-hmm. but it'll come okay. this year i'm assuming if i could give a guess october just uh, just a guess there it would make the most that. sense that or november I, I think it's one of those two months because if they didn't give it already a, a like a release date that's like a month or day yet I, I would see it towards the end there yeah in the fall area uh the midnight club which is coming october 7th 2022 
Uh, this is from uh, Mike Flanagan, who has done, I believe, The Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mass. Which, yeah, which I really liked both of those. And I've only seen Haunting of Hill House, but I really enjoyed it a lot. I have purposefully not watched Midnight Mass just because I'm honestly planning on... If I ran out of everything I want to watch on Netflix, I'd probably watch all the horror shit, but I'm legitimately going to probably do like an entire insane horror binge like at the end of, I want to say honestly, starting in September, I might just do like a two month Halloween insanity time uh, just because I know there's there was like a weird campaign that started last year. I think that someone's like, make Halloween two months now, it started in September and I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Make it, make things orange in September. <laughs> Pumpkins for everybody. Let's get them, get, get those pumpkin lattes, everybody. Oh boy. <laughs> like, let's do it. Uh, yes. Yeah. Forget somehow I said Somehow have Halloween last until like Thanksgiving. And it's just like, they're, 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 they're Halloween pumpkins until Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, it's the, the, the show's based off of a book, uh, that people like uh, a lot. I already yeah. forgot who the author was. I had it. I had it in my head. Like I watched the video again just to remember and I'm like, cool. And then I I forgot again. I'm like, I don't remember who the author is, but from what I've heard, it's supposed to be a really good book. And it's looks like it's like interesting. It looks like adult. Are you afraid of the dark where they tell all the scary stories and like the thing like that. So that's what I'm thinking. It's going to be like, I could be completely wrong, but like it seems like just a bunch of teens in that show or in that trailer though. Yeah, but I'm wondering if they tell stories or something. Like, maybe they're the ones that tell the shit. I don't know. Maybe. It could, uh, either way. Uh, I still have to watch them in MS anyway. It doesn't really matter too much. Uh, there were four comic book shows that were, like, either returning or announced, uh, or in terms of, like, showing stuff, which was uh, Lock and Key's third season, Sweet Tooth's second season, um, Umbrella Academy's third season, and then The Sandman is finally coming. Now, I'm... I've been interested in watching all these. I haven't watched any, but that's only because I do want to wait to watch or like actually read the comics just because I do read comics a lot, but those are like series I never got into. And there's so many movies and things now. I kind of want to make it my business of go back and anything that's like now, whether it's like even fucking red, the losers. um, And of course, like the boys invincible. I want to go back and like read all the books and then like, watch some of those movies again and see how they are but um i think i'm only making an exception for the boys and invincible right now because they're just so fucking good i'm like you know i'll read them later but the others i'm like you know i'll just wait i'll read them and then i'll come back and check these out but that's just me um did you have anything on those or move ahead no you can move ahead cool uh alice and borderland season two so this was interesting just because it's like a weird like japanese game show thing where it's like oh what if you did stuff in real life and you could potentially die uh but you win stuff like you would i guess in a video game kind of yeah i'd ha- i guess i'd have to watch season one to get the like how it works like the trailer looked interesting but i was just really confused about a few things oh yeah it, i think they pretty much are showing it like you have already watched the first season yeah. so you understand what's going on uh, I, I do want to check out the first season now, though, seeing this, because I had, had no idea the show existed I, until seeing this season two yeah, trailer. I vaguely remember seeing the trailer for the first season a while ago and, and thinking, like, that looks interesting, and then just, like, forgetting about it. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see how this one goes. Um, one Piece. It was... We got to see some of the production for it. 
and it looked really cool. We saw casting for people like uh, was it Mihawk? Dude, the casting, that dude, the casting looks spot on for like a yeah, lot they did of a really good job. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, I don't think you get the full crew yet because uh, I believe this first season covers like the East Blue story, and yeah. I saw the I know, cast like, Arlong, I think, like, and I was like, well, they're getting that far. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like the entire season is gonna be the entirety of the East Blue story, and then um. I think because of that, you're missing like probably three or four. I think three of the crewmates. You won't get them until later. Yeah, you wouldn't get Chopper. You wouldn't get Frankie. You wouldn't get Robin. Yeah. And you wouldn't get Skeleton Guy. Yeah. Um, I I forget his name. Yeah. I I just, I, so I think, I forget what they said when this is coming, but I think it's August. No, no, there's a, there's a, there's an animated movie coming in August or something like that. I think. Yeah. August or September, but I started watching One Piece. I was watching it with one of my uh, friends from that I play Destiny with, and I just don't. We don't talk about it that much. Like to, she never actively goes like, "Oh, let's go watch this." And I'm always like busy, so I don't think about it. So I'm like, you know what? After I finish catching up on Gundam and JoJo, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna go through the rest of One Piece. I'm on like episode thirty something out of what over a thousand. Yeah. Shouldn't be too bad. I think I could do it. It'll be, it'll be fine. Uh, you got time otherwise... to catch up. They're on a hiatus until yeah, <laughs> until the uh, like for like a month or something like that until the next arc starts up. Perfect. But I, I guess the the thing was that we saw the production design of it, all the ships like being built and everything. It looked really fucking good. It looks like they're putting uh, a lot of effort into it. The going Mary looked kind of creepy with the goat. It looked just kind of too real. Of yeah, a head. <laughs> it's kind of kind of weird. But it's one otherwise. of those things where it's like on on a flat paper it looks good or just like funny or cute but in real life it's just like oh no that looks weird yeah very much so and then uh resident evil which comes july 14th uh that's the one where lance reddick is wesker yeah so after hearing all that stuff and being very confused by like the wesker family drama stuff that it seems like they're focusing on this trailer actually got me hyped I yeah. like it actually looks a lot cooler than I was expecting. The liquor actually looks really good in yeah. this. Um I thought I really liked the design for it. The only the fucking dogs. Yeah, the only like uh monster design that doesn't look super great so far is the um the tyrant. But that's just cuz like maybe what we saw was like the tyrant in its like early stages of mutation and it doesn't have like the crazy giant like fucking mutated arm with like the heart outside its chest yet or anything yeah and it kind of just like a good dude yeah this is separate from everything else right it's just its own thing yeah i i I don't think it's connected to any of the movies or or even the new movie that came out recently i think i'm pretty sure this is its own thing okay uh 1889 so this show i'm excited about which that was probably my number one thing on the whole list that you sent me because i saw this trailer and i was just like you what I feel shallow about it because I haven't watched Dark yet. It's from the creators of Dark, oh. and this looked really good. And I've heard so many good things about Dark. And Dark, Dark is, is literally supposed to be like the Dark is literally one of the coolest shows I've seen in a long time. That like I actually it made me like think really hard about like really physics questions and shit like that. Oh and, like, shit! Like the whole like I you might hate it because a lot of it has to do with like time loop stuff. But like, oh fuck! But it's not like. <laughs> constant traveling through time it's like the the rules for that show for like how the time like shit works Mm -hmm. is very well defined and it 
the what is so interesting about it is that it kind of like all hinges upon like um oh god uh not anomalies what's what's the word i'm looking for um shit that should be impossible oh i don't know oh god I'm not a science man i like i hate when i uh, like i'm there's like a specific word that of science that you know and you're just like i don't know what it is i yeah. can't remember it um, oh well uh I, I just know dark is basically i've heard it, they're like yeah it's driven stranger things and i'm like oh cool i want to watch german yeah. stranger things so uh 1889 looks interesting it's, isn't it like a, a ship paradox a ship. i'm sorry the, it, the, uh, it, okay. it all hinges on paradoxes gotcha yeah yeah so 1889 is like on a ship it looks like and it's like all these different people that are going to a new place and yeah. they're from around and the I, world i like the narration talking about like you know, everyone just sees the world as they want to see it. But like you could see everything if you just shift your perspective. And it's like I want to because it looks like they're definitely going to like in dark lean into like supernatural paranormal stuff like that. So I want I definitely want to see more. I am crazy hyped for this. OK. And then, uh, yeah, that's it for the series. Then next up was um, the movies, which. The first one was probably my one of my favorite things from uh, Netflix this time, which was Troll. And the reason yeah. I got excited for that is because of the Norwegian film that's like a mockumentary, Troll Hunter, where these people do like a mock, uh, like a fake documentary about like, oh, we're fine in Norway. There's actually people that hunt trolls, but also trolls are like a part of the ecosystem, and you know they're usually fine, but there's like a rabies outbreak yeah. for some of them, and like, it essentially follows like animal control, but for trolls. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's it's such a good monster movie and also great just troll. It's so fucking good. Like I love and they even try to explain uh, scientifically like why trolls turn to like stone. In, in yeah, the and there's different species of trolls. It's so yeah. It, it's a movie where it made me want so much more from it. And this is a movie that looks like a movie. It's not a documentary style. It's just a Norwegian movie that has a giant troll that I've heard, I think if I heard correctly, it's a giant troll that wakes up and is basically heading to Oslo, which is, you know, the capital of Norway. Yeah, you and described is planning it to on me. Like, yeah. You described it to me as like a kaiju movie, but with like tr- just a troll. And I was like, that makes so much sense. I can't believe that hasn't already been a thing. Yeah. And it, you know, you always think like Godzilla woke up and he's going to destroy Tokyo. And it's like, what would happen if it was like in Scandinavia? A, a troll woke up and he's going to destroy Oslo. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, that sounds dope as fuck. Oh shit, there was a troll sleeping under that mountain. It's crazy. I, I'm I'm really pumped for this. But um, uh, next was day. And there's no release date, but so I'm like, oh fuck, when is this gonna happen? Uh, next though is Day Shift, which comes out uh, August 12th of this year, starring yeah. Jamie Fox, and it's like these like people a vampire that, hunter. Yeah, who... they hunt vampires during the day when they're like supposed to be asleep and shit. Yeah, it looks interesting. Like yeah. It looks like it could be funny because like Jamie Foxx definitely seemed to be like having fun with like introducing it and something about the concept of being paid for like vampire kills by turning in their fangs that you steal is like it seems like they can make a like a comedy about it of just like oh it's just it's really good money to hunt vampires (laughs) so people like Jamie Foxx just like get into it just for the money and it's not like a higher cause or anything. If that's the tone they go for, like, I could definitely watch that because that sounds like a super funny take on uh, vampire hunting. Very much so. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, then was uh, Blasted uh, that comes out this month, June 28th. And it's like crazy. It's just guys that go out for laser tag 
and they somehow like go into like a whole thing of aliens are invading yeah. and they could use their guns they, their laser yeah, somehow guns to their kill laser, the... yeah somehow their laser tag guns actually killed the, the aliens and i'm just like it's... that's a weird concept but i'm interested yeah and i think it's just be like for a bachelor party and well, that it was just like, seems it's... like a fun time where you're like oh, oh you yeah. want to watch a movie about dudes just killing aliens with laser guns yeah yeah, yeah that's pretty fun fuck it yeah so that could be cool that, you know a little summer flick really uh and then spider head which comes out much closer in like this week uh june 17th starring Chris yeah Hemsworth. i was seeing uh, trailers for it before geek tweak even started it looks interesting yeah it's got chris Hemsworth, uh miles teller and it's like a weird like uh i don't even know how to this it's like it looks experimentation like experimentation of yeah, like, like a social experiment yeah, like prisoners are allowed time off their sentence if they, I guess, sign up for like drug trials and stuff. But it also looks yeah. like there's something sinister going on in the background. So it's oh, yeah. it's one of those things where like it looks interesting enough that I might watch just to see like what's like what's the hook at the end of it. I, I mean, guess. if the movie's called Spiderhead, you got to know the other thing. I'm just like, why is it called that? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of creepy. So it we'll we'll see how that goes. Um. Then they had like a little like message from Zack Snyder being like Rebel Moon is in the middle of production. It's like, oh, cool. Like, excellent. Looking forward to that. Uh, More pictures, please. No. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't give a shit. Uh, it's funny, too, because they the people mentioned like, oh, yeah, his uh, Army of the Dead anime and also that um, the God movie he's doing or the God anime he was doing. I forget which gods it was about, but uh, uh they're like, you'll hear about them more later on in Geeked Week or something. And we never hear about them at all the rest of Geeked Week. And I was like, um, okay, well, all right. I guess, I guess we're not getting any of that then. Because if I remember last year, last year we got, you know, they, they're like, hey, Army of the Dead's out now. And also he, Army of the Thieves is coming. And then they announced like the anime they announced. Uh, they were talking a little bit about Rebel Moon. They were talking about the other anime he was working on. So it's it's just one of the other things they never came back to when they told us about all this stuff they didn't like. It's weird when you announce something and don't show it the next year. It's like, why yeah. didn't you should have waited to announce it then if you don't have anything to show the following year. But we'll talk about that more during the Xbox showcase. It'll be yeah. great. Um, last thing was The Gray Man, which comes out uh, July 22nd. It's got Ryan Gosling, uh, Chris uh, Evans, and... Uh, and Adarmus. Holy yeah. shit, I'll never forget that name. And like all of those are actors I like, and it looks like it could be cool. It's just the entire time I was watching the trailer, I was just like, this looks like generic action hero movie, and I could maybe skip this one. But yeah, that, that's just me. I'm giving it a chance only because it's directed by the Russo brothers and also the cast. Yeah. That's the so Yeah, that's the thing. I I really do like all of those actors. Yeah. Um, but it, it we'll see I, I could tell like these guys are you know it feels like they're coming off of like all these fucking marvel movies and it, i bet the last one where they felt like this is a rooster brothers movie was like winter soldier <laughs> so this is like probably their first time being like yes finally we can do this shit again without like disney being like are you doing it correctly are you sticking to our style that we want you to do because you know how they are so that's how they talk too that's actually how disney talks fyi uh animation so we got Masters of the Universe Revolution, which is a sequel series to uh, Revelation, which I actually still have to watch. I completely just yeah never watched it. I got really <laughs> hyped by that first trailer, and it just it came out 
And I was like, cool, I'm busy right now. I'll get to it later. And I, again, just never did. And I got spoiled for it a little bit. Like, they, they tell you exactly what happens. And you're just kind of like, F- what the fuck is this show? <laughs> and uh, I still have to watch it. And I still want to watch, like, some... I don't know. I want to watch, like, the essential episodes of the old show. Just, like, not the entire series. Just be like, oh, these are the 12 episodes you should have seen. And be like, cool. Now I can go watch this show. Um, I'll do it soon enough. Eventually. Yeah. yeah, do it someday. It'll be fine. Uh Dragon Prince Mystery of Aravos. Uh, this is a also, it's season four, but it's not like, it's a sequel series kind of, but it's season four. It's basically season four. Yeah, no, and basically it's just like, Aravos is that guy, like the dark elf looking dude that they had in that trailer. And um, he was tricking, I'm pretty sure he's the guy that's been tricking, yeah. what's his face, that sort of the human sorcerer the whole time. Yeah, they've been hinting at him being like very important and very dangerous for like, and at least a whole season uh and i'm i mean like, he, the way he's been built up i feel like he's, he's he might be like either seasonal villain or he could be like series villain he, i could be wrong i haven't known he could know. easily be the series villain i could see that because yeah like, there's just something very creepy about how like quiet he is and he he definitely seems like he knows so much more than he's like letting off i guess and i just i really like the dragon prince show like like I was saying before we started recording, like I know it's made by the same people that do that did Avatar, so like that's why it feels so similar. But like I just I love the Avatar series, um, and this show has like the same feel to it. So I am very much enjoying it, and will take all I can get out of it. So very yeah. excited for the next season. Uh, then we got Enter Galactic, which comes out this fall. And it's, I think, from Kid Cootie, if I... If yeah, I we didn't say much other than, like, just kind of what the art style is going to look like in that it's very music-oriented, and it sounds super cool. Yeah. And, I like, it's got a pretty big list of uh, stars that are going to be mm-hmm. in it voicing. So I'm excited to see more of it. And honestly, the art style looked really cool. Yeah. Like, it, it was very... It's just one of those things where you see it, and you're like, that's really cool. And you're like, what's it about? Yeah, that was my only problem. Is like there was a lot of trailers we saw this weekend for that just like they they don't tell you what it's about, so it's hard for me to get like really interested. Other than like that looked cool. Yeah, it's at least like I, you got my attention. Now just tell me what yeah the plot is, and then I'm I'm there. But if it's coming out in fall, like it, it seems like something I'll watch. I don't know if it'll be day one, but I, I think I'll watch either way yeah. for sure. Uh, then we had a image for Skull Island anime that they're making, and it's just two guys in a giant footprint on the beach. And I'm like, that picture doesn't even look that good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I looked it just... up and I was like, that's it. Yeah. Okay. I was like, All right. That's fucking talk. That's actually the definition of monkeying around. I guess. I don't <laughs> fucking know, dude. Uh, more importantly, a Junji Ito series is coming to Netflix that's going to be animated or like pretty much animated it looks like uh japanese so it's called junji ito maniac japanese tales of the macabre macabre Macabre. is that how you say it macabre uh and it's going to have multiple books he's done they'll be animated three that he's said will be in there will be tomi sochi and hanging blimp are confirmed Uh, it's coming next year hanging balloons i think hanging balloons okay yeah why they put that in the translation they might, might have mistranslated it yeah I mean, the balloons were pretty big in that comic. I'll give it that. But yeah, okay. dude, like, if if anyone listening to this has never heard of Junji Ito, he is literally 
in my opinion, the best horror manga artist I have ever seen. Like his shit is legitimately unsettling to like a disturbing degree. So like when he was just talking like a normal ass person on the, uh, the Netflix segment, I was just like, yo, he's just a normal dude. How does he do such like demented shit? Yeah. It's one of those things. uh, And I haven't really read any of his stuff and I really want to, it's like something, but it's also one of those things where I don't read manga, which is part of the issue. And I'm like, okay, when I do, I'll probably just be reading him. Uh, because otherwise, like, there's only, like, two other things of manga that I actually want to read. Uh, otherwise, I'm just like, I'll watch the anime. I don't have time for this. I can't even keep up with yeah. fucking American comics or novels in general right now. So it's hard enough. Yeah, it's unfortunate because, like, they've done animated Jinji Ito tales before, but they weren't, like, That's what other people grotesque. told me. Everyone tells me they're not that good. Like, they, yeah, they, they were, they like, weren't, fine. But they, they didn't do the manga justice, I guess, ever. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the last thing for animation was, or kind of animation, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which is being adapted by uh, Trigger, which is the team that did Kill a Kill. Yeah, it looks. And it's coming. Yeah, it's coming September of this year, and it looks like it's following like two or three different characters, and I think it focuses on one of the gangs that are in mm. the game. Uh, you know, it just reminds me, like, oh yeah, I should play this game eventually that I have. Uh, but yeah. then I feel like Night, I do that, Night City and Cyberpunk is like a great setting for an anime. Yeah, there's God, there's so much to play, man. Uh, and then I literally off, just g- bought it last night, Cyberpunk, because it was like half off on Steam. And I'm like, cool, I can play it on my PC. What's funny is it's in the animation section. And right after that is, you know, day five was gaming, which, uh, you know, briefly, really fast. They showed a lot of mobile games based off their shows and properties, even fucking Queen's Gambit, which I slapped. Yeah, a that lot. I was like, wait, but that it's literally chess. Like, yeah, they somehow what? made. The, I don't even know. But not there are all these mobile games. I had zero interest in them, so I had nothing to talk about there. And I assume yeah, I that skipped was the same that for day. you. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we had five animes that are basically based off of existing games uh the first of which is dragon age which i was actually kind of surprised about uh dragon age absolution they didn't really give us anything on it that it's besides coming in december of this year and i guess it's one thing that you can do to hold off your potential appetite if you still want bioware games yeah um so it's coming uh and then you know eventually we'll get dragon age i'm assuming dragon age 4 is coming next year maybe if they're not and more chaotic oh God, potential than I No, think. EA's not doing an EA play this year. I forgot it. Yeah. Yeah, they skipped this year. Uh we still oh God, we're, we're later on this year I'm probably sure we'll have PlayStation and Ubisoft to talk about. Those yeah. will be the two. Is oh it God, not Ubisoft. nuts that play I know again we're gonna get to it when we get to Xbox on Tuesday. But I literally was more hyped about that like PlayStation Direct or State of Play. The state of play that's day. not even like they made sure to not even hype it. They were like, it's going to have VR and some random stuff. And you're like, okay. And you watch it. Like, right. And like a bunch of people are just already going like, yo, is this the best state of play ever? It was pretty, I mean, of, of just not a focused one, not like uh Ghost of Tsushima or Horizon or Last of yeah. Us Part 2. Of the non-focused ones, it was probably the best one. Yeah. For sure. Um, it doesn't say, that doesn't say too much, but it was enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, but back to this. Uh after Dragon Age, we have Tekken Bloodline. So they have a Tekken anime coming sometime this yeah, year. Yeah, which that could be cool. I mean, Tekken yeah. has a pretty cool storyline for like a fighting game. And then uh, Dota Dragon's Blood Season 3 is coming uh, August 11th, which uh, I haven't watched this yet. 
so I have to still watch both seasons of Dota, not counting a third one coming, and then also Dragon's Dogma, which has a show too. And the reason I say this is because, like, in Tekken, I'm interested in these only because I was proven. I mean, it was proven to me that you can make a show based off a game that I don't give a shit about and make a really good show, which was Arcane. I, because of Arcane, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check these out. You're more willing to give these a shot. I'm ready to give these a shot. I'm going to try them all out, watch them, and see if I'm just interested in the plot of these, even if I don't give a shit about the game. That's cool. So that's the way i'm looking at it for these and then uh sonic prime comes 2022 uh i know you might be interested in that <laughs> nah i, could get, like, I don't much, want this as much as i like the occasional sonic game and i thought like i still didn't see sonic 2 yet but this i liked sonic 1 the movie uh i kind of steer away from the sonic animations okay. the sonic x was not bad <laughs> yeah i'm not a i'm not a fan of sonic and any form or fashion so i'm not giving this a chance at all and yeah that's one less thing for me to watch yeah once sonic x went into space i was like uh this is a little bit too far for me okay was the x for extreme or something probably and then finally castlevania nocturne which will be the one we yeah i saw that before i I thought it was interesting but it doesn't is it related to the previous castlevania Mm -hmm. oh okay so it's uh, starring Richter Belmont, who they say is a descendant of... They, they state that he descends from... Uh, oh, I'm so si- stupid. For from some... um, Trevor and Saifa. Yeah, I'm so stupid. I don't know if some... it means... it's. I think he's supposed to either be their son or grandson. He's definitely he's like a descendant. I, I For some reason, I totally blanked, and I forgot that Richter was not the Belmont in the uh, Castlevania show. I forgot that that was Trevor. So Yeah. Well, the fact so, that they're making a show based off of Richter is super cool because he's probably one of the uh, fan favorite uh, Belmonts. Were you shocked that it's him and not Simon yet? Or would you say Simon would come after? No, I honestly like. I know there is like a timeline order for the Castlevania games, but it doesn't really matter. So Here, they could just kind of do whatever they want. They could absolutely do like whichever one they want, because honestly, the, the different Castlevania games kind of jumped around eras anyway. Yeah, and then this will be uh, French Revolution. I feel like they gave this this information before. The only new thing was that they're like, "Look, it's Trevor for yeah. a split second. and you're like, "Cool, it's gone." And you're like, oh, "Fuck, mm-hmm. okay." So yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. this. Is for sure out of all the game properties that Netflix has, the one I'm looking forward to the most because we know what the previous series was able to pull off. So I'm oh, ready yeah. for more of that, and with a br- brand new set of characters, easily looking forward to it. But that is. All of Netflix Geek Week, which uh, I actually think we did a pretty good job of in terms of timing. It's not even 40 minutes in yet. Uh, and we started about 10 minutes, so not too bad. Um, that's pretty much for this episode and the part two, all we're going to talk about for game, for movies and shows. So from here on out, it's all gaming, completely just games. Uh, starting with Summer Game Fest, which we'll get it right into. And to say first, uh, we actually... so. The Summer Game Fest was interesting this year. The Jeff Keighley made sure to put it like previously he's done weird things where it's not weird, but like he'll do like a day or like a, a specific show where it's like, oh, we're focusing on Unreal Engine 5 or um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 or Crash Bandicoot 4 or something like he's done those like kind of singular uh, versions of Summer Game Fest. This time he was like, we're going to do a full showcase, like a legit like E3 style showcase what we're going to do. And to top it off, he's like, besides that, you can go watch it 
in select IMAX theaters as well when it premieres at like 11 a.m. Pacific time and shit. And so James and I got tickets for a nearby IMAX theater and just went and watched it. Yeah, that was and super cool. I actually took a day off from work for once to do that. And it's kind of funny because you're in the IMAX theater, but they're playing it on stereo. So you're not getting the full theatrical audio. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, like, I don't know if that's why there were like a few trailers where the audio just like did not hit like it probably should have. Like there was literally one trailer where you you leaned over to me and you were like, the, this audio is killing it for me. And I, like, yeah. I thought it was crazy because I was like, is it just me or is like these these gunshot sounds are just like nothing? <laughs> yeah, it was it was because we're in a massive theater and it's only playing stereo. If it's playing stereo, it's all the way just like eh, just like coming over so sadly. Whereas, you know, we're in an IMAX, like the audio system is much more surround sound. So I'm waiting for like, oh, we're watching Modern Warfare 2, waiting for all the shit to be like, oh, and I'm like, there isn't anything here. What the fuck? But it was still cool. It was an interesting experience, oh, I yeah. just think, for sure. Um, I mean, I also see, you know, it's a live stream. They're showing a live stream. I, I could I can understand why it would be hard to put a, a live stream in surround sound. I don't think people really think about that or try to focus on that. Because yeah. you also don't usually put a live stream in a theater normally. So I, I, I get it. I, I'm not... It was still, it's like, it was annoying, but I completely understand why it was like that. If that I love sense. the theater's live stream also cut out a couple times. Oh my God. The crowd was like, no, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Uh, but yeah, so we also, like I said, for all of these, we eliminated things that we had nothing really to talk about if we were interested. So this isn't everything from Summer Game Fest. This is just what we wanted to talk about from Summer Game Fest. And it's still uh, the biggest list after this. It gets a lot lower with the other showcases. But first things first. We saw Street Fighter VI gameplay. Um, looked kind of cool. I think the cool thing was like it felt like really just a full announcement. And I cracked up because we're watching it and they're like, dude, Street Fighter VI, you could fight in the streets. Yeah, like they <laughs> like, showed off the campaign the a little shit. bit. And I was like, oh, there's an interesting, there's like an actual free roam area or something. like." And it, unless I'm crazy, it looks like they're trying to recreate like the Final Fight city as well, which is kind of an interesting like, meta thing yeah and i think you know there's not really much to talk about because we're gonna i, I love guess, how to make guile, again. to make guile more american they give him a, like a mustache and beard yeah and, he had facial hair and blue overalls and i was just like yo he's even more american now real american hero uh, yeah uh but i think we'll talk about it more when they show they'll be more extensive during the capcom showcase yeah Oh, most uh, likely for sure. Yeah. So, uh, but Alien, Alien's Dark Descent, which was announced for twenty twenty three. Dude, I got this so confused. Tricked everyone this. in the everyone in the theater was like the same exact emotion. Like they had where this super cool cinematic trailer, and I was like, oh well, this looks amazing. What's this about? Like, is it is it more Fireteam uh, DLC or is it Fireteam DLC? Is it like a whole new first person shooter or like what what's going on? And then they show like two seconds of gameplay at the end, and it's like a top-down like twin stick shooter, and it's like, oh, that's probably still fun, but that's not what I was picturing. Dude, it was so funny when they did that. They're like, everyone's like, oh shit, xenomorphs and stuff, and everyone seemed kind of excited. And the minute it shows the top-down gameplay, the everyone in the it wasn't like a filled theater, but There's the like people in the theater it. that were vocal were just like, ah, fuck, yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> okay 
it's just one of those things where when you see something that like cinematic you always think like the best thing and then it shows you what you're not expecting that's like it's like it's like it's a psychological thing it's hard to say do i blame the developer for that do i blame the consumer for that it's so hard to tell like you never know how it's gonna go so I, i get it but you know it was just funny um, I don't necessarily think I'll play it, but it was just funny just for the story of that was the funniest thing in the theater, practically. Uh, besides the reoccurring, them showing every game and them going like, I don't think it's on Switch. And like everyone in the theater is like, this isn't <laughs> on Switch. This is also not on Switch. And it's like, yeah, dude, most games that you'd see on a normal platform is probably not going to be able to go on Switch because yeah. Switch can't handle that shit. Like as much as I <laughs> love my Switch. Switch. Yeah, as much as I love my Switch, it's becoming way more and more obvious that, like, they need to do, like, a Switch Pro or something. Because, like, it cannot handle even, like, some of Nintendo's own games at this point. Isn't it funny how that works? Yeah, yeah like, like Hyrule Warriors was super fun, but, oh boy, the frame rate on that game was not stable. <laughs> but we then got gameplay of the Callisto Protocol, which looked really fucking good. It looks like Dead Space. It lo- yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, it's the people that made Dead Space uh, or some of the people that made Dead Space. Um, yeah, it looks super cool, though. And, like, yeah. I, I love they showed off one of the ways you could die in that game. And, like, they dodged. They, like, well, not only that, like, the one where they dodged, like, right or something, but they dodged, like, into a turbine and it actually, like, insta-kill oh sucks them into it, like, slowly. And I was just like, ugh, awful. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was that was that was horrid. But Show no, me more, one please. One of them bites your face off, and like uh, literally yeah. your blood just like was like. Psh. Dude, they get oh, it was so gross. I want and when more. you're shooting, when you're like not necessarily dismembering fully, it's not like necromorphs or anything. But when you're shooting off like arms and stuff, uh, you could see the bone sticking out. You could see yeah. the bone. It's the detail there is so fucking good. It's it's I'm so excited. Yeah, very to excited play this for game. this game. Yeah, I like I said before, like at the beginning uh, when we started January, I said this is in my top five most anticipated. I went from um, like knowing nothing about it and being like whatever about it to oh my god, this is probably one of my most hyped games right now. Yeah, probably because it's also one of the most like imminent games coming out because it's like yeah. just a couple a few months from now. And we saw it during the state of play, I believe last we talked about it a bit last week and gave the release yeah. date in December and everything else. We just we but, just saw like an extended thing this yeah, time. Yeah, we we saw the full on yeah, it was like actual full on gameplay and stuff. So that was really, really cool to see. And then uh next was Call of Duty Modern Warfare two. And it's, you know, continuing from the first not the first, the the fucking you know, this Modern is the second Warfare Call of Duty Modern two. <laughs> yeah, it's it, when you really think about it, it kinda does hurt the head a bit. But uh, you get more of a task force one for one where it's like, you know, uh, price and gas. And this time you got soap and ghost with you. And also what was his name? Um, yeah, they, they mentioned like the Mexican special forces guy. Uh, was it Alvarez? Oh, I don't remember. He's one, like, I'm so bad with names. He's like literally the only new character. <laughs> yeah. He's like part of the, he's, it was Mexican special forces, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see that just because I don't think we ever get that. They might have done that for, you know, I think the closest anyone probably got was just Rainbow Six Siege going like, look, it's Mexican operator skin. There you go. Have fun. And then that was it. Uh, I'm, I don't think anyone else has ever focused on that. Other times, if it's Mexican character, it's probably where it's like fucking Call of Wars or something where it's like, you got to go kill the cartel. And it's like, uh, OK, so just kill Mexican character. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Love it. All right. 
so I'm, I'm I'm really excited to see what this is going to be like. But they were emphasizing things like the the ships and oil rigs. So I'm very curious as to what the goal is for this one and the reason why you would have a Mexican special forces person with you. Is it going to be like actually going after cartels or is it going to be something else? Like who knows what this is going to be about. I assume we're leaving like the Middle Eastern Russian setting for something else, but we'll see. Uh, flashback two, uh, sequel to an old game that I had no recollection about. Yeah. I don't remember it either. So like, I mean, the trailer looked cool, but I was just like, I need to know more to get excited. Yeah. It, it, it looked, yeah. The, the way the side scroller was going, it looked interesting. The way the designs were for the levels or like, it looked like the design was like level. And then you look out and there's like a weird, like silhouette of a person or something. It was kind of weird, but I don't know. Yeah. Wait and see more for the most part for that one. Uh, Witchfire was kind of cool looking. This was like a weird like shooter that has magic. Yeah. With like knights in armor and stuff like it's it looked so different and interesting. Like like I might actually play this for a bit. Yeah, it, it was th- this summer was we- like interesting and just seeing these weird shooters that have like more. It's like it doesn't feel like normal like, oh, it's military shooter or there's Royale a lot of Doom shooter. out there now just because like doom is back in like favor i guess uh, yeah it's like metal hellsinger and stuff like that where yeah. it's like you know play the whatever to the tunes and stuff and it i, I feel like i've seen it for three summers yeah. <laughs> i kind of want to download the demo because there is a demo for metal hellsinger right now and like all sure the it's game- all fun that's if the thing like doom i'm sure you'll love this that's the thing all the gameplay i've seen of it doesn't like for some reason it doesn't appeal to me like even though it, like it literally looks like doom but like a rhythm game and that sounds so cool that i'm like i hope that once i actually play it it'll feel really cool and i'll get into it but like for some reason watching uh trailers i'm just like i can't feel like the, getting into the beat for, with this for some reason so i don't know okay and then uh fort solace so this was interesting because uh Troy Baker. Troy Baker came out. Yeah, he came out on the stage and was just like, yeah, this is my game. And I'm like... Oh, he came out like multiple times. Yeah, he kept coming out. He wouldn't go away. Troy Baker wouldn't go away. Troy Baker, are uh, you making every game today? God. At least he didn't announce more NFTs. That was a funny thing. Oh, God. That was a mistake. That? <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, I didn't know the people would be this angry. But like, dude, you didn't fucking see shit. Uh, yeah, it looks interesting. Um the way it's weird because it's like you'll see a movie where someone acts and directs and this is interesting because this is like the same thing but a game where it looks like trey baker is the lead character and he's also in charge of the game so i'm like i don't think i've ever seen someone act and direct a game that's not maybe like in a small indie title or something like that but um i i don't know james did was, was there anything about it that stood out to you no, again, it's one of those things where they're just like, all they told kind of mysterious. us. Yeah, all they told us was Troy Baker's in it. And it's, I mean, yeah, they did say it's like a mystery game. So you see the guy wandering around. It was just kind of like we didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, like it looks cool. It's just, again, I need to know more before I like yeah. actually not even just like invest my money, just like invest my time. Yeah, because that's like, I mean, maybe by the end of this uh, episode, you'll get an idea of like, how many games were announced and we're we're skipping a shit ton 
and we're skipping majority of them i guess and it's say, like honestly. and like i know you are you skipped over pretty much or at least you didn't like list anything from the gorilla collective or, or anything and when we get to that i guess it's just like it's cool that there are these showcases for just indies but when they're like two hours long and there's literally hundreds of games shown off at each one of these i don't have enough time to play all these games so like it's hard to really get to stay excited the whole time i guess yeah and you it, you know there's certain points where you're gonna lose interest and it might make you forget what you already saw that might have been interesting just because there's so much yeah um but you know it's i know people that only play indie games and don't even touch triple a games so i'm sure they mm-hmm. had the time of their lives with it and got their stuff out of it but i'm just you know not like that myself personally yeah uh we got routine which was a shocker it looks so uh, interesting it, it was i was not ready they're like yeah announced 10 years ago and i'm like yeah i was like this? and what <laughs> I'm like, Dylan 2 is 10 years ago? That's crazy. Like, <laughs> I definitely, though, I like the... Like, it looks like it takes place on some sort of abandoned space station. Like, the robots wandering around were creepy looking. And then, like... They, yeah. Like, the, the weird... There seemed to be some system where, like, you look at your gun weapon or... or it might have even just been, like, a video camera somehow. Or like, for, a scanner. For whatever reason. Because we didn't get to see what it does. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the character, like, picked it up and then was like just looking at different parts of it and then i guess clicking a button to alter different parts of the gun for different attachments and i was just like i want to know more about how that works because it was so smooth and fluid and, and like it looked really interesting yeah very much so it it's funny too because you see it and you're like oh cool like the just the aesthetic of it all looked really fucking mm-hmm. cool and especially when you look at the gun scanner whatever the fuck it is it, it looked interesting and it's funny because you look at the robots and you you have your back to them the whole time and you're like, oh, there's, you know, robots. It's like Terminator or something. And when one of the robots catches you and it, it it's, it's like face like flips open fa- and you're just like, yeah. Oh. And I'm like, oh, like, how do you, that's how you make robot horror, I guess. Like that was, that was well done. So I was genuinely interested in that. Uh, then we got our ad from The Rock. God, that was <laughs> the weirdest part of that entire show. And like the okay. entire time I was just like, why is this happening? Like, yeah. Why does he not have a shirt on? Did- well, he's in his gym. So the rocks in his dude, gym. He's I wish just on I his had phone, a gym like, like, like recording a video. Dude, he calls and- it the iron paradise. And I absolutely believe it. Cause it looks like it, the best gym I've ever been to. And it's all his shit. That's why I will buy rock products for working out and he knows energy. what the fuck he, he, you want. He's straight up. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, actually like I will invest in, I, that's why I tell everyone if we could be sponsored by one company, it would be ZOA. I want to be Get sponsored Zoa by ZOA. energy. Holy shit. I will fucking talk about ZOA on this podcast for like five minutes if it means we're gonna get free zoa and like get sponsored by that fuck yes i will do that with full enthusiasm like it's not even it's not even hard <laughs> at all for me but like yeah he's straight up he's talking he advertises in his advertisement in the like it's an average it's an ad in an ad where how- he's talking about like yo guys my movie black adam's coming out <laughs> also i'm drinking zoa and you look in the corner of his gym it's like a, a whole fucking fridge zoa just fridge. for zoa it is a Zoa fridge, though. It is a fucking Zoa fridge. I do and, appreciate that oh they, they put the effort into trying to segue it, like, and say, like, this is kind of related to video games, being like, hey, on The Rock, I played that one character in Fortnite. Fortnite's a video game. Anyway, other product placement. Yeah. He, 
God, that was like three or four different products in that one video. It was like, hey, Fortnite. Hey, Zoa. Hey, Black Adam coming to theaters in October. And, yeah. you know, we... I think we both uh, were like, wait, are they going to show, like, a tra- the trailer for Black Adam that was, like, released a few days ago? Like, It was like a 30-second like version of it. Yeah. Um, it. Yeah, it was, like, shortened. That was so weird. Yeah. But that trailer was actually really fucking good, though. I, yeah, I that, really I'll be fair. In IMAX, that was fucking cool. Yeah, that was awesome as hell. And I'm so excited for Pierce Brothers. Like, Hawkman, Dr. Fate look cool. Adam Smasher looks cool. Cyclone. We really get a good look at Cyclone, but... It's I, I so think weird, because, like, one of the things we keep saying or praising DC on, like, with all the mistakes that they make with their movies, the one thing they're consistently literally better than Marvel at is casting. <laughs> casting and cost- costumes are fucking phenomenal yeah. each time. It's insane how good they look insanely good dr fate looks so good oh my god but yeah um then we got american arcadia which i'll say guys uh we saw this in like three or four different fucking it's like everywhere dude (laughs) it would not stop showing up and it's like uh it's a combo of different movies it feels like influences like even like truman show um it's interesting because there's even two very different gameplay segments to it there's like the the side scrolling stuff where you're the dude inside arcadia yeah. And then there's the other part where you're like the the woman helping him. Yeah, right? the woman trying to like hack into the Arcadia systems and like figure out a way to save him and like get him out of there without dying or being canceled off the show. Yeah. And the, the yeah, if you get canceled on the show, you're fucking killed. Yeah, it's and like, it's like it, it doesn't it's very like, you know, not cartoony, but it's very simplistic. But the cool thing about this is the theme, like the the atmosphere, the the setting. It's like it looks like a it's Back in like the the old days, like in the in the fifties or something, when the yeah. way they idealized the future of what it looked like, this is like that style it's of like, like we happy future, few, but good. <laughs> I never played that. I mean, it was, it's yeah, like anyway. as soon as they were like, it's Take a survival pets. game, and I was like, oh, why? <laughs> if you, yeah, it's just drugs, the game. But yeah, no, it. I I was legitimately interested. I loved the design of everything, just the theme of it all. Um, but yeah, we just saw it a lot, and I'm excited to see how this goes. Though I, I forget which country it's being developed in, because there was a lot of, like this game is shown in I think Tribeca and Day of the Devs, yeah. And it is, um, like a lot of those developers are all international. Like I couldn't, there weren't that many American uh, games, but we'll get to that soon enough. Um, Goat Simulator Three. So this was the biggest fucking trick here, guys. So they're like, hey. Here's a trailer for a game that everyone's been waiting for. And it starts off exact. The, the trailer is the exact, exact same trailer as the, the, the reveal trailer for Dead Island 2. Remember that fucking game that never came out? Yeah. From uh, Deep Silver, I think. That was super funny and clever. Yeah. And, you know, we get Dead Island 2 and you're like, oh, my God, it's fucking holy shit. Like that game. And it looks like. The first things first, everyone looks at it and is like, why does this look like shit? <laughs> like, it looks like... Yeah, I was like, it, to looks, the old... it looks the same, but there's something off about it. It doesn't yeah, look I'm as like, good. Yeah, I'm like, why does this... It just, yeah, it looks like they took out the entire budget or something. I was like, did they, and... did they change to a different, like, uh, like engine or something? I'm like, damn, they really yeah. did get <laughs> loose funding on the game. And you see the goat pop out, and you're like, oh... oh. <laughs> Yeah, like literally everyone in the theater was like, I get it. Dude, I love how they even fuck with you, but it's like Goat Simulator 3. And like, did they skip over two? Dude, straight up, I kid you not, I asked that question. I'm like, was there a second Goat Simulator? 
other people asked it and people are like, yeah, there's a second goat simulator. And I'm like, I thought there was only one. Yeah, I, was like, I, I was like, maybe there was a second one. I don't think there was though. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was, that was shocking to say the least. But um, yeah, I was like, oh shit, goat simulator three. It was more so that the way they just kind of shit on deep silver. Yeah. was the funny part. <laughs> like so that funny. was really fucking good. Uh, I cracked up on that. Are we ever going to get that fucking game or like that? That is the new game. Like we've gotten Duke Nukem forever. We've gotten Last Guardian. We've gotten Final Fantasy 15, which was 13 verses. We got two dying lights. We got the only thing I think we're missing. The oldest games now that we're missing is like Dead Island 2, Scorn and Tekken X Street Fighter because we got Street Fighter X Tekken and they never came out with that either. So like those are like the three fucking hell games. I don't think Tekken X Street Fighter is happening. I feel like someone said it was still, uh, but I could, you know, I feel like they're crazy. I mean, we, we already know the agent was definitely fucking canceled. So, <laughs> yeah. like, they were At least they canceled. finally were like, that's stop. Stop believing in it. It's dead. Yeah. Stop believing these things. Uh, next up was Marvel Midnight Suns. Uh, we got to see that they're including Spider-Man as a yeah, character now. That's kind of cool. And, uh, I mean, no gameplay. They didn't show gameplay no. still, but like, yeah, I, I did. Being a massive Spider-Man fan, I did like seeing that Spider-Man's going to be one of the characters. And I mean, that's how they're going to sell it. That they they just need to show Spider-Man, and that's probably going to sell more copies than it already planned on. Probably, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Venom is going to, I guess, be one of the bosses you fight at some point. And he's like either possessed by a demon or he's turned into a demon or something. And so is the Hulk. It's very interesting. Yeah. I want to know more now. Like I was, I'm very curious, like if there's gonna be more heroes too. I'm, oh, I'm assuming it'll be was, more non-magic heroes. I would imagine, like, yeah, I'd imagine so. Like, I yeah. I was a little bit interested in Midnight Suns before, and now I'm just like, oh, if they're just gonna keep adding more heroes, and it's not just the the supernatural ones, like, I am very much more interested in like, especially seeing the like demonized Marvel characters as like villains or enemies to fight. I'm much more interested now. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, what was that Spider-Man game? The Venom one? Ooh. Remember the one where, like, Venom kind of takes over the city? And Spider-Man oh. has to, like... Ooh. It's got, like, a venom Wolverine and stuff. Yeah, oh, I totally forget. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, but, but I, I feel like, one. yeah, it's similar to that. But, yeah, I remember this game is uh, basically, like, Marvel's XCOM. And I do like those types of games. And I actually yeah, really want to go for XCOM 2 eventually. So... Yeah, that, it'll be. I'm I'm excited for it because it's for I downloaded Axis. Gears Tactics Civilization. Hmm? Yeah, I downloaded Gears Tactics to my PC because I realized like, wait a minute, I w- I only ever played that on cloud up to this point. Oh yeah, I never played like, that still. And it literally started on PC, so I might as well just download it and just finish it and actually play it on my good PC. There you go. There, that's that's the ticket. Uh, Super People, which is a battle royale that apparently is like. PUBG specifically, but you'll have superpowers in it too, besides just like guns and everything else. Yeah. It was an interesting cutscene, and I saw some, I went and looked up some gameplay. It does, like, people were describing it as PUBG, but better. And I'm like, oh, okay, because you got like supers in it and stuff, kind of like, I guess you could say like Destiny or Smash Brothers I'd or be something like that. a shot, maybe. Yeah, it could be something to check out eventually. Um, but yeah, I, I'll be honest, I might just eventually forget it exists just because I'm not a person that like, goes into battle rails really like hunt showdowns kind of like the closest i get to it i like barely even touch apex like it's usually when a friend bothers me <sighs> that's another it. thing that's I, I downloaded apex to my P- uh, pc as well and i just haven't gotten to it yet it's understandable it's not going anywhere no for sure so, yeah uh humankind cultures of latin america so humankind's a really cool strategy game 
that it's pretty much like you know build your own history build your own culture and things like it that looks so detailed like that i'm not usually into these kinds of games but from like the first trailer they put out years ago i immediately was like this looks way detailed and super interesting yeah and what did interest me is like they're doing a whole latin american expansion mm-hmm. so that does that does make me more interested in this game just because you know i'm I I do like strategy games. I especially love RTS games and I do have Civ 6 and I barely touched it. So I'm like, you know, I don't want necessarily another strategy game when I haven't touched the one I already have. That's why it is something that has now interested me that will kind of stay on my radar more so now at the at the very least. Uh Night and no, uh One Piece Odyssey. Uh which looks like potentially a story-based yeah it's like game. an actual story-based game and not just like another anime fighting game like yeah. i might actually play this looks cool i i personally don't usually do the anime games but yes yeah, it's, it's you know if other people like it um i just that's one genre i'm like i don't need to add to yeah my fucking that's fair like rotation i feel like uh nightingale so this was actually kind of cool this this had like a crazy card system in it um it was yeah. Nightingale, right? I, I had the card yeah, yeah i'm not usually into like survival games either but like this one though has that like i think the reason why i don't get into them is i eventually get well one i'm not that into like base building or whatever uh but i also kind of get tired of doing the same things in the same world for like too long or whatever yeah so this one though having those interesting like realm cards where like you go to a like magic gate and you like sacrifice these cards that you forge and it'll let you go to different worlds to just like and then harvest there yeah it's either like do what some fun shit there or to like get resources and stuff like so it feels like there would be more variety of like just shit you're doing and locations you're going to in this game than any other survival game i've seen and just the cool thing of all these different environments and potentially all the different things that are within that environment, whether it's like different animals and predators and whatnot. So seemed very roguelike ish or yeah. roguelike ish. Cause just, cause they talked a lot about like different modifiers you could put on your card. So that's like, you can look, you could change like the weather of like the place you go to the t- kinds of monsters that show up, the kinds of loot that show up like very cool yeah so i i'm definitely keeping my eye on this this is have multiple showcases as well yeah um i'm i'm for sure wishlisting this one easily like it's it's definitely one of the more interesting games i think i saw this uh yeah this week, that's that's already sure. on my wish list uh saints are a boss factory so that was you so know, that, confusing that, that to fucking me. game is coming out in august and they're like hey we made the thing called boss factory you can create your own character now so that now that way in august when the game comes out you're already your character's pre-made and you just jump in and play. So you've already gotten the character creation done, which, you know, for some people could take like 30 minutes, depending on how yeah. detailed they want to get. Um, I'm still not interested in Saints Row at all. Just the way everything looks, the way it all feels just doesn't interest me. But I think the idea of Boss Factory, of creating your character before the game comes out, is actually a really, really interesting concept that other developers could actually take notes yeah. on especially games that are like rpgs like fucking bethesda softworks and stuff i do like the idea where you can pre-make your character that way when the game comes out if you're like dying to jump in you could save yourself 30 minutes and just jump right in that's actually really cool i do like that idea and yeah if others do that 
definitely props props to volition at least for creating that yeah. definitely definitely appreciate that yeah i initially when i saw the the reveal in the theater i was just like wait so it's not a an actual demo it's just the character creator that's that's a really odd choice i don't get it but the more you talked about it about how like yeah you literally just you can create your character beforehand and i've thought about like yeah literally every time i start playing one of those games that has a like robust character creator i just want to get through it because i want to play the game so like i'll rush through making my character in like fallout or like one of the elder scrolls games because i don't want to take that much time i just want to start playing so that is actually like the more i think about it the more like you kind of convinced me that like the ability to just spend that time beforehand and then like just have your character ready when the game comes out that's actually that is a good idea yeah and i see it's also a very smart business move imagine Maybe I didn't want to play that game, but I get this and I download it and I create my character and I'm like, you know what? Actually, I made this character. My character looks kind of cool. Maybe this game isn't so bad as I thought it would be. And I or go it's and just buy like it impressive. and I pre-order it. Yeah. So that's very, that was, very smart. It was honestly impressive. The, th- the things they were showing off that like how deep of customizations you can, you can get. Like you could look like just a regular dude in a beer hat or fucking Nosferatu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that does make me want to get the game. Yeah, I I just didn't like it. All looked super fucking tech bro shit. That that was the big eh, turn off there. That's that's, that's what I didn't like. If they if they turn like I don't like that that character's like my personality is I don't have a shirt on. I'm like mm. fuck this. I don't want to play this. God, it's so god. They they could they could have such a good fucking game on their hands if they just changed some of that shit. Oh my god. Uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. So this game, uh, I haven't. I'm probably not going to get it day one unless my friends make me do it. <laughs> but it's like Left 4 Dead, Warhammer, and it's 40k. It's a spiritual successor to the other two Warhammer uh, games that are like this. It's called Vermintide, and you're basically fighting the entire race of rat people and shit. And I played Vermintide too a little bit. I actually need to get back to it. It's like that. See if these Final Fantasy 14 are these like. PC games I'm playing with a specific group of friends that I just need to get back to all of them. But uh, looking at just funny going from like fantasy Warhammer to like sci-fi future space Warhammer, I was just like, oh my God, but you're doing like the exact same thing. What's different is you're not using like swords instead. It's like fucking guns and other shit. And it looks really fucking good. It does make me want to go back and like do more Vermintide too, to where like when this comes out, I'd be like, cool. I like got everything I wanted out of Vermintide 2. Now I could just go to the fucking future and blow up more shit. So definitely like that a lot. It was really dope. Um, then we got Gotham Knights. There was a uh, focus on Nightwing, which was cool. And, you know, for me, that is especially interesting just because Nightwing is my favorite character. He is at least like DC-wise, superhero-wise. He probably is my favorite character overall. Um, I definitely will be playing as him during Gotham Knights. That is for sure. So, I don't know. There wasn't really anything else to talk about that they showed for Nightwing, was there? Not really. I mean, yeah. I, I, I want to be excited for Gotham Knights, but just for whatever reason, nothing that they've shown so far has really grabbed me. So it's it, uh, the, the thing that grabbed everyone was the court of owls, honestly. Yeah. And then they, they haven't really shown it that much. And then, you know, they showed Jason Todd and everyone made those memes about Jason Todd. Cause he just looks like a giant fucking Hulk man. 
Yeah, that's another thing. People helmet. have been complaining that like the combat in this game looks way slower paced than uh, the Arkham games, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. When a we lot get of people don't like their design choices for the costumes yeah. and characters either. That's the other issue with it mm. is more of that. But you know, and then uh, we got like a a whole on. It, it was like a whole Naughty Dog finish, which was interesting. So here yeah. here's what we got. Uh, the Last of Us multiplayer like factions for the first game. I thought it was uh, so funny they had less to talk about that than the next thing. Yeah, they so the multiplayer is coming. Uh, I'm assuming it'll who knows if it'll still be called factions, but it's so big. They're like, yeah, it has to be fully standalone. And it I think they said they'll have more to show about it next year. And yeah, uh, one piece of concept art to show concept art. And it was, you know, it's like the it's multiplayer. It's the combat and it's in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, because you see, like, the part of the Transamerica Pyramid, you see the Bay Bridge, and I'm like, that's here! But um, <laughs> I, I think there's going to be, be a story for it, which I'm really excited about. So, honestly, I'm I'm really pumped for what this could be, potentially, because I've had fun with... I think I dabbled in the first factions a little bit, but more so, I really enjoyed the Uncharted multiplayer. So I know Naughty Dog could do multiplayer when they really, like, get into it, so... It could be like it's not going to be Call of Duty big, but it's going to be fucking fun, and I'm I'm actually looking forward to this when they do do it. Uh, the then they showed us like an image of the Last of Us HBO show of like a close up of Joel and Ellie, and it looks they look great. Like oh, yeah. uh, Pedro Pascal. And, I'm so excited um, for this show. Yeah, no, they 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 look really fucking good. What's her name? Um, uh, Little Mormont. Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. Yeah, Leanna Mormont. Uh, Bella Ramsey though that she they're they're fucking i'm so ready for the show like it and they said they're like this is going to be the best video game adaptation into film and television and i'm like i believe you i fucking believe you guys i honestly do for this like i think they could really pull this off um right now i mean right now arcane is number one in terms of video game adaptations so this is the closest thing that'll probably be able to beat it off that pedestal now uh then we got the last of us part one which i was laughing at um that's basically the first one which was just called the last of us and then the last of us remastered for ps4 i feel like and now part one that's is less a full... confusing than having to differentiate between last of us remaster and last of us remake it's very true because it is it is a full ps5 remake of the first game and you know we're all i think we started off groaning because we're like fuck like we didn't no one asked for this we didn't want this and then they show the side by side and i'm like fuck that looks really fucking like night and day difference like ridiculously different how insane and they weren't comparing like ps3 ps5 it was ps4 ps5 yeah and I ps4, mean, PS4 looked like ones a... still look good but like definitely the ps5 one like you literally look at it next to each other and you're just like holy shit that looks amazing it looks insane it's like uh ps4 version looks like a cartoon now uh when you put ps5 next to it so i'm like fuck you guys you're making me do it again but i will say when this comes out i'm not playing two after i'm not gonna go through that extra depression for a third fucking time i'm just gonna play one i'm, I'm okay just t- touching one play through it once i will say this one request because it is it's remake it's not a remaster which remaster you know they did what they need to do with a remake you could make an entire new trophy system that's not banking on you playing the hardest fucking difficulty modes in order to get a platinum so hopefully they have a much better trophy system like they did for part oh my two. god that'd be so nice yeah so hopefully they do that if they do that you know that's a new ball if they if they don't then i probably won't try collecting anything i'm just gonna run through it and run through it if they do actually a 
formidable platinum system that actually works, then I will 100% it, potentially, maybe. We'll see. Uh, and then uh, they hinted at the mystery project they're working on. They didn't hint at They're just like, we're working on something new. Maybe you'll see it at Game Fest next year. <laughs> that was it. But yeah, that was Summer Game Fest. Uh, we are at hour 15. We're, I think we're doing Interesting okay. that Game Fest is going to be uh, also live, like in person next year. Yes, it'll be in person and digital. And E3 is also coming back next year and will also be in person and digital. So... Yeah, I think we'll have a full, in part two, we'll have kind of like a full like E3 week breakdown of everything. Not like of the games, but just the showcase itself. The the idea of all this itself. That sound good? Yeah. For part two though. Yeah. All right. On to Day of the Devs, which will be much faster because it's six things and not an entire fucking slew that's over a dozen. Uh, first off was Time Flies, which comes out next year. And this game is literally you're playing as a fly. This was... It, it was a funny thing of like, do I care about this? And immediately, actually, I was like, yes, yes, I do care about this. Like, I like this I'm a lot. I was so confused because like, I don't know, it's just super funny because it starts off by just saying like, life is short, everyone dies. <laughs> so like, make the most of your time. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty grim. <laughs> yep. I guess it's, like it's a fly. It's not, it's it's not wrong. <laughs> He plays the fly, and you know you're just flying around the fucking house, and the, you know the it's simplest just like things. It's a pixel, like a black pixel flying around. It was so funny. You're a, <laughs> the simplest things will kill you, and you're just like, uh, you are dead. Play his new fly, and honestly, I'm like, dude, this looks really fucking fun. And uh, the day of the de- uh, fucking like day of the devs might Porky be Pig. like the best put together show. Like it's it was super fun. Like I don't know, I I really liked Devolver, but like. It's also kind of a joke show. Yeah. Like, I mean, Devolver always does a good job, but I think it's also... Yeah, they still do show off good games, though. Devolver, it, it, it wasn't as good for the games they showed off this year as compared to other years that they've yeah. shown us stuff. But the, you know, the showcase itself of, like, the acting portion uh, was as consistent as usual. Um, but, yeah, but Dave the Devs, I personally... I'll just say it now. I think that was out of every single thing, every showcase, Day of the Devs was my personal favorite. Um, it had the most out of everything. Like in terms of this show, I think they showed what, like 10 things and I like six out of 10 of them. That's actually really fucking good compared yeah. to like a lot of other shows where some, I was like zero and you showed Dude, like PC 60 game games. show was like two hours long and I got three things off of that. Dude, I kept watching it and laying on my bed and just kind of like watching it diagonally like, uh. <laughs> at one point i literally looked up like how long is pc game show 2022 and like the google results was like 95 minutes i was like i don't think that's right it it's not definitely already past that it's two hours late yeah uh. yeah i know it was not but yeah so time flies i'm really excited plays a fly fly around fucking die plays a new fly i'm excited for that mm-hmm. i'm actually excited for that game like we just look it up and you'll understand i think that's a switch game maybe <laughs> Next was Choo Choo Charles, which, what the fuck? Dude, it's <laughs> it, so it, funny and, like, weird. And, like, I, I, it's so strange because, like, for me, the thing that really made me want to play it was just, like, the aspect of you cannot fight Charles. And, like, you basically, when, run. Yeah, when he shows up, you just got to, like, book it back to your train and just, like, run around. And, like, the train, like, 
I don't know. It's interesting. If he gets there too fast, you're fucked. You're just fucked. He keeps hitting you away from it. Yeah. Like, you're just kind of screwed. Like, that might be a little bit frustrating, but like. I, that will be definitely frustrating. But easily. it's just cool that like, you literally like you, you go into your train like engine compartment and you like flip all the switches and stuff like that. And like, it just runs on its own on its tracks and like Charles will follow you and you go to the gun in the back and you just like fire at him. <laughs> Until he goes away. Oh, it's the train. Better shoot it with your fucking machine gun. And it's just you know, like, it reminds me of it's like uh, Invader Zim. Where is Santa in the hearts and souls oh, of the snow? Oh, you're right. Oh no, he's in space gathering power. Oh no, he's yeah, there. He is now. <laughs> Raise the shield, children. But like, <laughs> so and then like the idea that you gotta like get you actually have to get off your train from time to time to do like and get shit done. Yeah, and there's like other enemies. Yeah, there's, there's like, like cultists. People or some shit. Yeah, there's yeah. like cultists that like worship Charles. And it's just like, it's so interesting and different. And like, also the fact that you can like upgrade your train over time to like be more effective at fending uh, Charles off is super interesting. And then like the yeah. whole point is to eventually call him out to just like straight up kill him. Like, fuck it, you fucking try and I'll kill you here. Yeah, like, it definitely, it looks like not the most visually like, f- like, beautiful games and it's definitely like cheap looking but just like the gameplay seems so fun and interesting that i like i'll i actually wish listed it on steam and was like i'll actually probably buy this when it comes out and like play it for like i, I really days. want this game which we didn't really describe so choo choo charles guys thank thomas the tank engine on spider like legs he, on fucking spider legs and he's red and he's just like it's it's actually horrifying. You're like, why doesn't the train move like train? Train is Spider-Man just crawling yeah. around. <laughs> it's such an amazing, it's an amazing concept where it's think of childhood character one might have loved that was very much childhood friendly. Take it, create it into murder machine. It's kind of like, honestly, I guess the closest thing to this is Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Um, and it gave me an idea for another uh, very, you know, ever, a childhood character everyone loved. And I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want someone to steal my fucking idea now that I realized it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I might save this. If I ever get the opportunity, I want to pitch this sometime. Um, God, I'm not I'm not going to say who, but oh, my God, it's such a fucking good idea. Uh, then we had Escape Academy, and it's literally an escape room game. And I personally have never wanted to. I, I guess I could have interest in going in through an escape room just because i do like the solving aspects of things being like kind of like a detective and whatnot but i you know just never did it and the fact that there's like a game that's like hey check it out it's like an escape room solve shit yeah it makes so much sense yeah yeah it sounds Um, super fun there's not really much else to say but i I, yeah i want to play this game i like solving shit yeah when it feels like you're you're being a de- I, I, not solving shit to be like oh, I'm solving puzzle and puzzle game. I mean, like I feel like Detective Man solves shit noir type stuff. Batman, ex- that kind of thing. I don't know why I said it like that, like a like an idiot, but yeah. Uh, then we had a little to the left, which is very, very, not, very wholesome. It's so funny. Like I love the idea that it just plays off of the the desire to make everything tidy and like organize things. But then there's also like a cat that will just like fuck up your shit every once in a while. So good. <laughs> it's so funny. It, that's literally what it's It's like a kind of like puzzle game where you're just literally trying to put things right where they're supposed to be. And you're just doing multiple different things. And literally a fucking cat polished it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, 
it, it looks fun. And I, I honestly like... It, it, it looks like a nice game I could play in between two massive fucking open world yeah. games that probably will kill me. And I'll be like, give me something simple and small. Oh, it's got a cat. Like, that's what's going to happen. It'll probably be between, like, whatever fucking life consumption Assassin's Creed game comes out. Yeah. And whatever else. Uh, Baron Breakfast. It's a bear, and he's got a bed and breakfast. Dude, that trailer got me so bad. It's so it's, funny. <laughs> I, the gameplay wasn't even that, like, I was looking at it, and it wasn't the most like, appealing the to me. It looks very Stardew Valley-esque, like, except instead of building up a farm, I guess you're building up, like, a bed and, be- a bed and, and breakfast. breakfast thing. Yeah. I will say, I've never really been interested in those games, but if I'm going to give it a shot and just play one of them, it's going to be this one, because I just want to play as a fucking bear, and a bed and breakfast. Yeah, I just I love the trailer starts is, off with him like great. busting into some uh, dude's room, and the dude like freaks out because there's a bear in his room, and then the bear just like takes something and leaves. And he's just, just like, like, I'm so confused. Yeah, uh, it's God, it's so good. They they did such a good job showing that game off. Honestly, yeah, because uh, I mean I, I would say it did such a good job because it's a genre I don't care about, and now I want to play this. Like that's how good that was done and then last was shim which he plays a little puddle little shadow puddle man yeah you're just jumping from shadow to shadow like it's it sounds super cool yeah out of out of these six it was probably barely made it on for me but like it still looked cool enough that i I still wanted to briefly just mention it um it, it, it looks like a cool little puzzle game where you're just kind of like waiting for the right moment to go from uh spot to spot just because like you can only go from like a puddle to a puddle that's like a shadow yeah and i think it could pop it showed him pop out for like a second but i don't know exactly what that entails if you die yeah, that, after that confused me because i was like yeah i saw that there were like there was one moment where they were outside of a shadow and it didn't seem to kill them so i don't know i, I feel like it's a limited time thing i could be yeah. wrong i don't know but or you lose points who knows i don't know how that works but yeah that was day of the devs it was great tim schaefer is great love that Everything he like, oh, God, I just I need to play Psychonauts still, but yeah, good time. Uh, next up was was it IGN Expo? I think it was IGN Expo. No, Devolver, Devolver Digital. Uh, they showed off five games. Um, not necessarily interested in them all, but I figured because just because they do such a good showcase, we could just run through them pretty yeah. fast. Uh, first off was Cult of the Lamb. It's like one of those little. How would you describe that game, James? I don't even know. What I mean, it seems like there it. was some bits of like you're building up like a home base type thing by, I mean, I guess, unless I am misunderstanding the trailer, you seem to play the lamb thing that like there's a cult built around you. So I guess you are like recruiting followers and putting them to tasks to like build up your village or whatever. Uh, and I guess also keep people from questioning things because it looked like at some point in the trailer they were like burying it like a like a dead follower or whatever yeah um just nonchalantly burying it yeah but then like the combat like i couldn't tell if the combat was just like a hack and slash or what but like yeah it like it doesn't look like it looks fun i don't know if i would necessarily spend the time to play this game although i probably would have thought the same thing out of um just seeing uh what nobody saves the world like it's a very similar art style to nobody saves the world but like i heard so many people recommending that before it came out 
that I give it a shot and it's like I literally keep wanting to go back to it when I have time because it's so fun. So maybe I'll, the same thing will happen with Cult of the Lamb and I'll hear good things and I'll, I'll give it a shot and actually fall in love with it. But for now, it's just like, it looks funny. It was a good trailer. I could maybe skip this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm probably not going to play it myself personally. Uh, Anger Foot, which that I think was probably cool. the best thing, one of the two best things they showed here. Like It, it uh, looks like, again, unless I'm totally misunderstanding, it looks like maybe a, like a 3D first-person hotline miami type thing where you're just like busting through like rooms killing everyone around you it's just a fucking frog with like shoes yeah. or like sneakers on you're just like you just see a frog leg just like <clears throat> it looks so ridiculous like honestly that's exactly what james described is what this game is there's not really anything else to talk about it but it, it just looks so fast-paced fun yeah and it yeah it just looks I'll like definitely a, a f- pick this one up when I, I get the chance it looks super fun yeah, absolutely riveting. Absolutely, yeah. riveting, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, card Shark, uh, card game. Yeah, Hunter. I'm not super hot on the art style, but I, it's interesting because it, it seems like it's a poker game, but the whole point is to cheat, but without getting caught. So that's interesting. Yeah. I, I'm personally not for me, but yeah, I'll probably you know, skip hopefully, it. I'm sure you know it was on here. Developer always gets a lot of people, so I'm sure someone will like it yeah. for sure. Uh, the Plucky Squire. Uh, this one was interesting because it's like a character in a storybook, and he could pop out of the book, so it goes from like 2D to 3D. Yeah, I love the art style for it. It looked really cool. Yeah. Or, or um, just like the fact that they they tried to... Like, it looked like it was a realistic storybook, and you're just like playing across the storybook, and then like, yeah, when he just jumps off the page into like the real world, I was like, oh, there's more? That, that Damn, this game looks hella cool. Yeah, if I saw more about it, I might be more interested. Currently, yeah. I'm not too interested, but it look the concept looks really interesting. The fact that you can switch potentially between 2D and 3D is yeah. actually a really cool thing that they could pull off there, uh, which honestly could be the seller for me and probably many other people easily. Yeah. And then the last thing was Skate Story, which I would say besides uh, Angerfoot was probably the best thing I saw here. And yeah, it's straight it up like cool. you're in like apparently hell. And you're a demon. And a demon made of glass and pain. <laughs> glass and pain, and you're just skating. And I'm like... Just like the visuals and the music of this game match up. It's such an interesting great. atmosphere. Like, yeah. I am... Like, I wasn't that interested before, but this trailer really did it for me. Yeah, and I, I, honestly, the music itself was really drawing yeah. me in that. And the art style, it looks really cool. And if I can just skateboard, I'm down to play this, honestly. I really thought it was nice. I liked it a lot. And, uh, you know, Devolver, they continue their thing of live action shit and being like, the consumer, the product, you need the thing. Yeah. And they had Suda51 as a mech, which was oh, really funny. Was. Just like I, a, that's why that guy was just familiar. a screen there. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Suda51 is the guy that made all the No More Heroes games among yeah, some others. Yeah, that is great. And yeah, he's just like repeating himself, like <laughs> saying numbers and he's shit. He's like trying to count and it was like terrible at it. Yeah. He's 25, 21, 25. He's like, how long does this go on? Yeah. So fucking weird, but uh, you know they—they're always. I always urge everyone just watch all the Devolver showcases because there's an actual story, and it's, it's pretty so fucking funny. funny. They may, the only thing I'll always say is they overplay saying fuck a little too much, but yeah, you know maybe. whatever works. Yeah, uh, but it's still it's so fucking good, it, and they make fun of everyone. Like this year, they made fun of all the acquisitions, especially from Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like everyone's Xbox. buying everything. 
Xbox be- bought Bethesda again a second time because they could. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, stupid. wait, you're saying that Devolver is becoming the one company that is every company? Like, yeah, we like this is terrible. Like, why? Like, because we can't do, be the one company. Like, a why fucking not? Devolver? Yeah, why not? Because we're Devolver. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, uh, next up, uh, we got IGN Expo, which I just got two games here. Uh, first off was Alien, Aliens Fireteam Elite, uh, the, an expansion or DLC called Pathogen, which comes out August 30th. And for those that don't know, this is like the Left 4 Dead Aliens game. And, you know, this came out near the time that Back for Blood came out. And, you know, how we felt about Back for Blood. It was kind of disappointing. Uh, it, it, it's something you could play, and I, I do eventually want to play it again, but it just, I wasn't feeling it at the time. And uh, Aliens, I was playing with two of my friends. We still have to finish Fireteam, but it is fun. It's very, you know, it's not doing anything special. It doesn't feel as good as Left 4 Dead necessarily, but it you're playing a fucking Aliens game. You feel like Colonial, Colonial Marine, the sound design for the guns are exactly as they were in the in the yeah. movies. Uh, it's so good uh, that they have that, but I enjoy it. It's three players, and uh, I do want to get through the rest of it before this DLC comes out for sure. And end of August, that gives me, you know, a good amount of time, I'd say. Uh, I was definitely more interested in this alien announcement than the previous alien announcement for sure. Yeah. Um, so there's that. The other thing was The Walking Dead, The Last Mile, which at first I'm like, oh, it looks like Telltale Walking Dead again. And then it went into something I was not expecting, which is a 24-7 uh, fan-driven game experience or it's like an interactable experience or something where i guess like it almost seems like it could be a facebook game or something i don't know where all the, is that what the facebook can, symbol was on there or it's just a facebook page it's so i can't i couldn't tell it was so hard to say huh. um but i assume it's like a, a big old like just interactive thing where players can either just play as a character and interact in like a server. It's just like probably separate servers for everything. And you just do whatever you're you're doing to survive. I, I don't know. It's so hard to say. Or if it's like a, a Facebook game that's just like, oh, it's Facebook. I don't I don't fucking know. I they didn't really give you much. They just kind of gave a teaser of like this guy stopping another guy from robbing him, but then accidentally shooting him and then going to help the save the guy. It, it's so hard to say what the hell is going on. Yeah. But that's all I got. Uh, and it's it's snowy also it's wintery time so the walkers are slower now um did you have anything from ign expo yeah the the one thing from ign expo i think i saved on my uh same wish list was a game called evo tinction um which is a weird name but it seems like a stealth game set in like an underground super futuristic lab like the trailer was talking about like the whole point of this facility is to try to solve potential future human problems uh so everything in this lab is like way more futuristic than things you would find like elsewhere in the world so like mm-hmm. i guess the idea is like the the things that you'll be encountering that you'll have to like sneak past and stuff like that because it looks like it's a stealth game of some sort um are all like futuristic robots and security systems like i don't know just it was the one game out of the entire showcase that actually looked like interesting and I might want to play, especially since I I love stealth games and I don't get too many like actually good ones nowadays. So I'll I'll keep my eyes on this one, see if it's actually worth playing. 
Okay. And then, uh, I forget, did you have anything from Gorilla Collective 3.0? Yeah, I, ha I had a few things. Uh, the first one actually also showed up in a couple uh, shows, but uh, The Last Worker. And I just find it so funny that there are now multiple games treating Amazon as, like, this horrible dystopian, like, end-of-humanity company. Because uh, the company in this game that you are literally, like, the last human worker at this like shipping fulfillment center the company is called jungle which is basically just like a playoff of jungle which with like a like a weird u and which is obviously a playoff of amazon which is a type of like rainforest jungle but anyway so it just it looks really interesting that you are a worker in a fulfillment center you're the last human and you're like trying to keep your job because you're somehow like the only person in like 17 years that's never made a mistake so they could never fire you. And I don't know, it just it looked surprisingly intriguing. So I, I want to get into that one. Um, let's see, was, I think, is that the only one from, so was Scathe from the Future Game Show? I think Scathe might have been from the Future Game Show. Yeah. And so, then uh, anything from Wholesome Direct? Uh, yeah, the only thing from the Holson uh, Game Direct was, I think it was a couple things. One was a game called River Tales, uh, which was a cool co-op game where, like, one person plays a fish and one, another person plays as, like, a, a cat. And <laughs> the only reason why it looks interesting to me is because it's, like, it's a co-op game designed entirely around co-op and like needing each other to solve puzzles. Cause like the fish, like the cat get, can't get across the river segments without the fish's help. And like the fish obviously can't go outside of the water. So it just looked very, um, like a very useful need for cooperative play and not just like you can play this game co-op and it's more fun with uh, friends. It's not fun at all alone. <laughs> Um, then there was another game called, uh, Shashingo Learn Japanese with Photography. Shasha! And like, at first I was like, oh, it's another photography game. I'm not, I'm not really that into photography. I'm not that into photography games either. So I don't see the point. Unless there was like three or four photography games this year. Yeah. But that's, but the thing about Shashingo though, it literally the whole point is just to help you learn Japanese. So they'll have you go around and they'll you'll learn what everything is by like they'll you'll get the Japanese names once you take pictures of them and stuff. And it'll like test you on like go look for this thing and you'll have to go find it and take a picture of that object. And you'll have it'll stress like it'll stress your memory of like trying to remember what like different names of things are in Japanese and just like. I have always struggled with learning new languages. Like I've, that was like what I was so, I never was good at it in middle school. I was never good at it in high school and I just found it boring and I'm bad at memorization. But if you can gamify stuff that, that obviously makes it more fun, more engaging st stuff sticks in my head better. So, and I never really had a particular interest in learning Japanese specifically, but I might actually give this game a shot. Cause like, it seems like such a creative, fun way to learn a language. Like, I was like, damn, that's a smart idea. <laughs> yeah, I really want to go to Japan next year, so that actually does sound intriguing. I, I didn't know, I was skimming through everything, so I didn't, I, I literally was, you know, I, I was looking through it all very, very fast, so I completely missed this, apparently. 
Yeah. Uh, you sent me something about this later. I want to. I want to know more about this. And uh, what was the other game? There was another game called Terra Nil. Uh, that was like the whole point of it was using green technology to try to fix the environment of like the Earth. And I was just like, damn, that is wholesome. Like, shit sucks and the world is dying. I want to fix it. <laughs> and I don't feel like I could do anything to help that. So maybe this game can at least help me sort of feel like I'm, I can pretend I'm doing something. Uh, That's so on, depressing. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, oh, damn, there were actually like a few uh, things from, uh, it was Pal World? Oh, was there more? Was, wait, was Pal World from? Pal World was a different one. Okay, so. No, that wasn't from that. That was from a different one. Uh, Psychroma. I think Pal World was Future Game Show. Uh, oh my god, was Psychroma from uh, Future Game World? See, that's the thing. Like, not everything on Steam actually lists it as, like, part of those shows, so, which is annoying. Um, let's see. The Key Locker was an interesting, like, cyberpunk uh, turn-based action game, which seemed kind of cool. Like, I guess the only thing that really drew me to that was just the art style looked really, really interesting. Um, what else? Is that it? Oh, no, no, no. There was a couple more things. Signalis looked interesting. That was from the Gorilla Collective. And again, that one mostly interested me because it looked it's one of those games going for like a PlayStation 1 uh, art style. So and I just find it so interesting that there's like... Um, like nostalgia for some people making games now for that early era of 3d visuals that you're like literally intentionally making things look like it was on a PlayStation one. So Signalis looks super cool easily though. For me, my favorite thing I saw all day yesterday was probably a game called nine years of shadow, which is a, um, it's a side scrolling. Like it looks like a Metroidvania type game, like a Castlevania game. But what drew me to it was like the pixel art style. It's like, it's so detailed and the art looks so cool. And then they also really grabbed me with like, I guess throughout the game, you get different suits of armor that help you manipulate different like elements and also just gives you the abilities to tra uh, travel through the environments in different ways. So I'm just like, yeah, I love Metroidvania games. So like that's already like a plus for me. And then the art style for this game just looks so rad that I'm just like, damn, I absolutely want to play Nine Years of Shadow when that comes out. Um, I think that's it for those uh, two shows. Wait, Being and Becoming? Is that also... God. Being and Becoming. Uh, I, I don't remember that one and those ones, so you can knock that on now. Okay, that, that one was another like Metroidvania-looking one. It's just like... Also, again, interesting, very grotesque art style for that one where there's just like a lot of body horror looking stuff. And like the last thing that interested me about that was that there was like your character seems to be like like wrapped up in a in a straight ja restraint jacket. But like you still have you have like phantom arms like kind of floating outside your body. So it's just I don't know. It was just such an interesting look of your character literally bound, but like you still are fighting with like arms and stuff like that. Like, it just, it looked very cool. Okay. Interesting. Well, we got two left, and I think, let me check the time. I think we can knock this out. I think we could do this. All right. So next up is Tribeca Games Spotlight. And a few, uh, I want to say one of the games here we already talked about, so that makes it a little bit easier. But Thirsty Suitors is the first thing here. 
And this was interesting because it's like a fighting game and also a cooking game. Yeah, that one was uh, interesting. Like that, the Thirsty Suitors looked like. Well, it interested me because the it's an RPG, but the fighting in that game, like the attacks, seem to revolve around like literally like verbal argument. Yeah, there's everything from dancing and stuff like that. It just looks so strange, and it's like uh, I think they said South Asian or like Indian inspired, so you can yeah. see a lot of that there. Um, it just it's one of those things that's just so bizarre, which you know. This is at the Tribeca Game Spotlight. You know, you know the Tribeca Films Festival. So it's usually a film that really grasps these people. Then think of it as like games that personify art through some form of unique thing. And this is one of those that made it in there. And, you know, like I said, we don't have everything on here from it because not all of it interested us. But this is the first one there. And it was interesting with like the Indian... Uh, roots that we're going with it on uh, this is actually something that occurs in another game in the same showcase and everything else but yeah the the, the fighting style was interesting the cartoony feeling of it is probably what's the the big appeal there too um i don't know if i'll actually fully like actually play it i, I do want to see more closer to launch but uh it is something i probably will wish list at least for now and then uh as dusk falls uh this is also in multiple showcases but this one's very interesting because it's like following three characters, I want to say, and it's like real world stuff. It takes place, I think, in Arizona, and uh, you're playing like separate families where one is just trying to move his family, I believe, and the other is robbing people, and they have like different, you know, backgrounds and uh, I guess like class, you know, like how class inequality is occurring there where people, you know, they're losing a house and they'll do anything to get it back, but... What's interesting about this is the fact that they're the way they're doing the production is they'll have their actors actually fully captured, but it's almost like kind of still where it phases into the next like motion of the character. So yeah. you're not actually seeing them fully move. They'll they're basically just kind of like, take like individual frames of the film, I guess, and just yeah. like make paintings out of it. And so it's it like a looks frame shift very interesting. Time. I don't Very know. Real. I don't know if I'm super hot on like the art style, but like definitely the the narrative, like interweaving story, and you know your choices making like actual differences in how it like ends up. Like I'm interested in the story of it. I don't know about the art style, but yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where it looks kind of like an older type of thing that did this before, and I don't remember what it was exactly. I think that's but what it is. It looks like it, it reminds me like a web comic or something. I don't even know. Uh, or like it, web page. Yeah, it looks like older like PC like uh, that's why games. I think that's why. Like it literally looks old to me. But they show the when they show the production behind it all. That's honestly what was making me more and more interested. Oh, yeah, they're definitely like, putting oh my a hell of really a lot of work into cool. it. Yeah, so that's why I want to play this uh when it comes out for sure uh then venba which was actually a full-on cooking game and i liked it because uh it's multiple different people of different backgrounds and they're like you know we're using our roots from it all do you like uh, the parts where they showed uh, recording all the different cooking sounds i love that yeah. I, it honestly made me think more i was like oh should i think about just fucking recording myself myself <laughs> cooking that's genius <laughs> let me record me like fiddling around with like a pot top <laughs> yeah i'm gonna take my uh my sony hand recorder next time and just like eggs oh boy <laughs> just have it right next to it but yeah no just it's just making food the game and i think the way they said it was they're not trying to make it um a puzzle game or something i think they said it is a puzzle game the way they want the food to come out instead of it being like a simulator 
or something like that. So I thought that was interesting. And I just want to know more about that kind of thing, just because the sound interested me, the uh, the concept of like the, how the puzzles will work and the, the designs for the food actually looked interesting. So interested in that. Uh, a Plague Tale Requiem, which I believe is also at the Xbox showcase. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Maybe one other one. I think the PC one too, PC gaming show. But yeah. uh, you know, this is a sequel, I think, to Pl- A Plague Tale Innocence. And I do want to play these games. They look really good. They look interesting. And, you know, it's like about that brother and sister. Your brother controls rats. Sister is like a crossbow. Uh, I don't I heard think really much good else about the first one. Yeah, there's not much else to say, but it like I said, I just haven't played the first one yet, yeah. and I really do want to get to that eventually. Like that is something I want to check out, and then eventually check this one out too. And it is coming, I believe, day one to Game Pass as well. It's one of those ones. I think everything that was announced there was. So this will be something if you want. I don't know if it'll be PC Game Pass, but at least for sure it'll be Xbox Game Pass day one on release. So there's that. And then uh, Cuphead, Delicious Last Course. I still have to play the first one. Same. Yeah, so get to that. But, you know, I think everyone knows about that, and yeah. there's not much to say. It, all, it just looks like they put just the same amount of work as they into the DLC as they did in, like, the uh, original game. Like, so it's a shit ton of work. <laughs> From what I heard, too, it's apparently harder than the first game, or the, the base okay. game. So... I guess if you're glutton for punishment, there just, you go. I love that they just called the DLC like the delicious last course, and it took me so long to realize that there's an acronym for DLC. <laughs> yeah. And then there was Immortality. Yeah, this one, I wasn't sure if we wanted to talk about it because I was like, it's so interesting and different, and I don't even quite understand it, but like they talked about the history of this actress who shot like three movies over the course of like 40 years. And not like a single one of them came out. And so they took like the footage of these old movies and like stitched them together somehow and like made a game out of it, like an investigation game. So like, again, I just want to know more about it. And it seems so interesting. Yeah, it's just more of this is one of those. This has never been done before games. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why this is so intriguing, because it's like the first of its kind. And it's not something you might ever see after because it's not like. There's long lost footage of stuff that never was released all the time. Yeah. You can pull off and make a game out of. So that's really what is the intriguing part. We don't really know much else about it. It's kind of a mystery, but something we want to keep an eye on. Once again, it's called uh, Immortality. And then uh, the last thing we saw here was, once again, American Arcadia. And we already talked about that. And on to the last thing, Future Games Show. And I think we're going to, dude, we're going to do this. We're going to pull this shit off because a couple things here we already talked about. <laughs> First off is Ludo which is a potential horror game and we literally see ghosts under sheets and they do it in actually a yeah, kind of it actually looks creepy yeah it actually they do it in a scary way um what's cool about this too is it looks like it's the 90s or something i see like the fucking tv with the vhs tapes and it looks also investigative so it could be like investigative horror and i do kind of like those games uh it kind of reminds me of um was it gone home was that the game where he plays the girl in the house and no one's there and you find out your sister was actually, she finds out she's like a lesbian and she oh, ran away from uh, home? gone home. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, so it's gone home. Um, I don't think it's going to be like that, but I do like games like that because it does throw me for a loop where I think I'm in a fucking murder house <laughs> and it's just like, no, I'm just letting I left the house. I just left by so long. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it was, you know, it's very heartfelt. Um, so... This is not that, but I do like the investigative stuff of just solving things. So I don't 
always like it. Like it's one of those once in a while things. And I think this is the next like once in a while time I'm going to want to do this kind of thing. So I'm looking forward to it. It's called Luto, L-U-T-O. And then, you know, we saw Nightingale and American Arcadia again. So we've talked about those already. Uh, The Entropy Center. So this game is kind of like, uh, you could tell it's very inspired by Portal. Oh, yeah. Where uh, the Earth is like, looks like a sun at this point it's like oh, it's about that to was blow that game. up i totally forgot that was that yeah and your job is to somehow solve these puzzles portal style and uh when you solve them it somehow reverses the age of the earth so the goal overall is to make the earth habitable yeah and no longer a flaming ball so it seems like because your gun seems to be able to kind of rewind time for objects so yeah i'm guessing you're trying to do that for the earth yeah, and I think, I guess, something the puzzles does, like, a bigger time thing for the Earth itself. And it's going to be cool just kind of seeing that kind of thing play out. I don't know if I'll eventually, if I'll fully do that, just because I don't, I don't think I really was into the Portal games. I would have to go oh, back I, and play I love those games, so I'm oh, super yeah, no, into Portal games. Into I know everyone, one. like, Portal was very popular with just the masses, so I totally understand it. But, yeah, it was very interesting concept that they were doing for this. Uh, next up, we've got Bright Memory Infinite. Um, I don't remember what this was. Yeah, I the name sounds so familiar. You haven't looked it up beforehand, and I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna look it up one more time. Uh, well, I'm looking that up. Uh, the Last Faith was another game I saw. Yeah, and that game was actually really interesting. It, it, so it's like it looks Metroidvania style. It looks like retro, pixely, and it kind of reminds me of Castlevania in just style of like, uh, it looks like you're fighting all these demons and shit. You've got both, I think, guns and melee weapons. And it's just like one of those Metroidvania-style games where you're going through. And I honestly thought it looked really fucking interesting. Like, you know, there's a lot of, I guess you could say, Metroidvania clones around there or like games of that style. It's not clones, I guess. It's just like of that genre. And the last one that really made me want to play one was, I think, Axiom Verge, I want to say. And this, I think, comes into that area of like, oh, this looks cool enough that I'd want to do that kind of thing. Um, I totally forgot what I was talking about. It. I just forgot to type in Bright Memory Infinite. Uh, that was the... Oh, right. Okay. So Bright Memory Infinite was a game where uh, you play as this woman who is fighting people in first person using swords, guns, and also like some either magic or techno power of like straight up using the force where you can like have a guy get flown over to you and then you just kind of like move your hand like that and you just kind of like gets crushed or his neck breaks or something and you're like Ugh, get out of my way but it looks super it just looks like a crazy first person action shooter game but you can also stab people uh you could throw it you could literally throw a sword and it kind of does like a boomerang thing goes to kill a guy while you're waiting for it to come back you're shooting someone with a gun and then your sword comes back like it just looks like combat wise really interesting and the fact that you're kind of more or less rotating or multi I guess multi-use with fucking guns, swords, and magic or whatever it is, like, is actually really appealing to me. Um, I don't know if the story is going to be interesting. It looks kind of like one of those generic type stories, potentially. Uh, but it's, yeah, like I said, if it's the gameplay is cool enough, then I'm totally down for it. Yeah. And then uh, two things left. One, 
pal world yeah dude this trailer was so funny to me because the whole time i was like yo is this just pokemon with guns though it was super fucking it's straight up it's 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 just Pokemon with guns. Yeah. Like, you, you see all these Pokemon, they look exactly like Pokemon, and then all of a sudden a fucking gun comes out. Like, it'll be like, oh, look, a Lapras fucking has two, like, shoulder machine guns on it. There's, like, little cute little Puffin-type guys. And they're like, we have fucking guns. And I'm like... It's so funny. What is going on? And you could even, like, catch them with Pokemon, Pokeball-style yeah, things. Yeah, literally. It, it is probably, honestly, of all the games, was so just outrageous that it's probably one of the top games of the the week that i saw just of how just ridiculous they 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 just said fuck it do pokemon with guns and like we could make a game like that it, it, it looks so fun it looks so stupid but it looks so fucking fun oh my god i can imagine how many sales this is gonna get just from pokemon fans oh alone. yeah and or people that went i don't even like pokemon but i like if I can shoot Pokemon, like, yo, let He's me like, do this. I like Pokemon. I don't have a Switch, though. Oh, wait. It's coming to PC and, and other stuff. And it's got guns. <sighs> yeah, fucking Pal World. I, I could not believe it, like I said. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then last, certainly not least, is Ill, which reminded me a bit of like Dead Space and Callisto Protocol, where we don't really know anything, but it looks like more... I'm not sure what era. I just see like a revolver that your character has. And then fucking disfigured mutant person thing that gets up and is like blah, 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 and like like crawls away yeah. and you're just like it looks super creepy and weird yeah it was just such a short teaser that we didn't really get anything else from it it was just yeah, like I, slight I couldn't even find it gameplay. on steam either wait really yeah huh that's interesting i mean it's such a i realized how hard it would be to even find it and the fact that right, i'm like it's literally just ill yeah, and if you you know if you're uppercasing the I, then you just have a three. <laughs> you yeah. just have three, and you're just like, uh, I don't remember what this was. So I made sure to lowercase the I to remember exactly what I was looking at to not confuse myself later on. But yeah, so that's everything we wanted to cover. Uh, I'm for sure wishlisting a lot of stuff here. Um, look forward to 153 part two. Once again, we are covering the xbox bethesda showcase the extended xbox bethesda showcase they're doing after that's an hour and a half more the fuck i don't know what it is uh we're gonna cover the pc gaming show the capcom showcase and potentially gorilla collective 3.5 so a lot less stuff in terms of numbers of showcases but these ones at least the xbox one is pretty fucking big um i think it'll for sure in terms of talking about all this stuff it'll be shorter then this round, the difference, though, will be that we'll be also sorry, I just like kind of redundant there. We'll be talking about how the Xbox conference was in and of itself, just kind of like the style we would do back when it was E3 style and all the main big publishers, just because there's not much to say about these other showcases. But specifically that one, we can kind of grade uh, maybe the Capcom, the Capcom one, too. But we'll, we'll say which showcase was our favorite. And I think, James, if you want, we could do just out of all the games we saw, our top five games uh, that we liked the most. After everything's all could... done? Yeah, in the same episode for okay. part two. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we could just run through that as well. Um, but yeah, we'll have all that. And then, uh, yeah, that is it. Once again, you know, subscribe on all uh, platforms uh, that you listen on. 
If it's uh, Apple Podcast, please uh, give us five stars. Spotify, please rate us. If it's YouTube, you know, like and subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, please comment, send us feedback, or give us questions you want us to answer at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Uh, we always enjoy answering anything on the show, if one of you eventually will do it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, 50 episodes in, still nothing. Except for that one we Sonic the, question. We got the one. <laughs> yeah, fucking Ethan. Uh, and then um, you can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. You can follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. And you can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at SutraSideTalk. I know I've been really fucking behind on this shit, but I will have the tip TikTok content rolling out. Tip I don't know if it'll top. be this month. <laughs> tip top. Uh, it might be July. I'm not sure. Cause like I said, I'll be out of town for like two weeks for the rest of this month. So I'll be home for like six days, I think, uh, at a certain point. And maybe I can do it in that span. I don't really know. We'll see. I just have to do extra video editing to get those one minute clips or 30 second clips that I'll throw on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram and whatnot. But yeah, uh, we'll catch you guys for part two until next time though. Uh, have a great week. Thanks for listening. So long.